My name is Yemi, and I'm here with my lovely co-host, Philia. Hey, guys. And welcome to Treading Treading Faith. Faith. Treading Faith is a weekly podcast dedicated to taking a deep dive into open, honest, fun, and sometimes difficult conversations surrounding everyday life, our relationships, and our faith walk with Christ. So, Philia, what are we getting into today? Well, Yemi, we are in the season of Unlocking Wisdom, and where we examine the book of Proverbs, which is designed to communicate foundational truths in order to give us guidance for living. Now, today we are covering Proverbs 6, verses 23 to 29, and Proverbs 6, verses 32 to 33. And it is called the grind of lustful temptation. And it begins. For the commandment is a lamp and the teaching is light. And reproofs for discipline are the way of light to keep you from the evil woman, from the smooth tongue of the adulteress. Do not desire her beauty in your heart, nor lest her capture you with her eyelids for an account of an harlot, one is reduced to a loaf of bread, and an adulteress hunts for the precious light. Can a man take fire in his bosom and his clothes not be burned? Or can a man walk on hot coals and his feet not be scorched? So is the one who goes into his neighbor's wife. Whoever touches her will not go unpunished. And in Proverbs 6 32, to 33, it says, the one who commits adultery with a woman is lacking sense. He who would destroy himself does it. Wounds and disgrace he will find, and his reproach will not be blotted out. Amen. Amen. First of all, Mm. Solomon is not playing. (laughs) He is totally against adulterous, frolicking, anything that has to do with not being committed and loyal. And you see this because he's talking about the loins of a woman who can actually lead a man into temptation. So don't be fooled into doing these things, right? Keep your head straight. Keep your eye on the prize because this is only temporal. This is only something that happens and is a short time. And the consequences are a lot more grave than the enjoyment that you think that you're going to experience in the short time that you're being, um, how you call it, uh, uh, lured with the eyelids. Like (laughs) there are specific things he says. And I think it's just really hilarious in the words. It says, no, let her capture you with her eyelids. You know, you talk about batting up the eyes and the eyelashes. These are all things that women can manipulate men into. And it's, it's a sin. It's, it's frowned upon. It's not something that God approves and likes when you have adulterous relationships, when you step out of the confinement of the, how you call it, your path with God, you should not mess with someone else's spouse or someone else's woman or someone else's wife, period. It is frowned upon and it's something that you should not do. 
period. Period. I think, okay, first of all, Solomon mm-hmm. is talking to his sons. So, of course, <laughs> he's saying women. But this applies to men, too. Right. Right? Like, mm-hmm. women should equally not fall for the allure of a man. You know, we like a man with a nice smile. Mm-hmm. Don't fall for the allure of a man wearing gray sweatpants. You know what I'm saying, <laughs> girls? <laughs> right. Don't ta- fall for their smooth talking right. tongue. Like, right. don't listen to the words, you know, when they spit game. We need to be careful. The idea that Solomon is con- trying to convey is that there are people out there who are going to tempt you, but you shouldn't fall fall into temptation. To be an adulterer is someone who lacks sense, that's what Mm -hmm. he says, and destroys himself. And Solomon should know, right? right? He comes from, I mean, look at his father, David, right? Solomon wouldn't even be king had it not been for David's first adulterous relationship with Bathsheba, which cost him the life of his child. And then we look at Solomon's life and he married woman after woman after woman. He had so many wives, so many concubines. He's probably like, look at me, sons. Clearly, I like sense. Clearly, I'm Mm -hmm, pulling mm -hmm, into destruction. mm -hmm. I'm trying to warn you against falling in. And I like in the sense that he's not blaming the tempter, right? In this, well, actually, he says they're smooth tongue. He's telling you that the onus is on you. The onus is on you to not fall for the temptation. He's saying, watch out. There are going to be people who are going to tempt you. You know, like when you're walking down the street, most women know, and a guy tries to approach you, and whether you have a boyfriend or not, and you tell the guy, like, I'm not interested. I have a boyfriend. What does he usually say? We could be friends. We could be friends. What does your boyfriend have to do with me? (laughs) I mean, this is like, this is where you are supposed to say no. Correct. You have to set the temperament for what that's going to be. You're supposed to create the boundaries. Mm -hmm. I think Solomon knows that falling into adultery while while one of one it's uh one of the commandments he knows that this is very commonplace right and the reason why i think that it's unwise to fall into temptations is because like philia said there's grave consequences Mm -hmm. right like you're destroying your home you're destroying your relationship i mean if you're chasing after people Right. You're chasing after um, people in a lustful way. Right. You're not focused on what you're supposed to do, right? Like mm-hmm. maybe you're too busy, like surfing the internet and liking pictures on Instagram instead of working <laughs> or doing something purposeful or even like being with your family. There, there are consequences for chasing after the wrong thing and being falling into lustful temptation mm-hmm. is one of the things that we should avoid. Right. I, I agree with you, Yemi. I, I mean, the scripture is the very best antidote, I would say, for falling out of, out of temptation. Right. Because if you're falling out of temptation by using the things that we learn, the things that God tells us, the things that God frowns upon, that is the way to actually keep yourself in line so that you don't, you know, uh, pursue it. Now, um, I think that it's very important to understand that God gives us these particular commands, right? And Solomon, he is very clear when he's speaking to his sons about these particular temptations because he knows that it's all temporal, but you're not thinking about the long-term, the damage, the consequences that it causes. It causes disruption in family, disruption in, I would say, in the focal point in keeping communities together. It 
can really lead to destruction and destructive behavior. And that is the reason why he was talking to his sons because he said, hey, I know what this is. Follow me, understand me, um, let me lead by example. I'm not just speaking it, I've also lived through it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's no if, ands, or buts mm-hmm. about it. We live in a society that focuses on sexuality and sex. I mean, right. I, we even know that the the famous words are sex sells and advertising. Correct. So no matter where we go, what we're doing, we're always going to see something, someone sexualized. Mm-hmm. This is a way for us to be intrigued because our society values these things. But even if you see these things, these should not be something that tempts you. Right. This should be Correct. something that you say, oh, and you move on. But if you're falling into it and you're indulging it, there are very real consequences. Correct. There are destructive behaviors. You might say, like, it doesn't it doesn't hurt to look, but what happens when you all you want to do is look? What happens when you start comparing people to the sexual um things that you see, right? Like we we have this impossible beauty standard for women and that comes from these visuals on the internet. Some of these are not even real visual visuals. Some of these are like altered bodies. Some of this is just makeup. Some of these are filters, but now we have to live up to these comparisons and it's destructive because it's harmful for seeing what is real in front of you. And make no mistakes about it. I do think that the devil has a um, plays a big Big role role, in using social media and, uh, and, and, and any media outlet to kind of distort our minds on what beauty, what beauty is and what really is important, right? We chase after the physical appearances to the detriment of chasing after somebody's heart and beauty fades. We all know this beauty fades, but what's left is your character. And if the character is not developed or built, now the person is moving from one to the next because all they're doing is chasing this. Look, they're chasing their lustful temptations. Right, right. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, we've discussed what things to avoid and we've thought about how to avoid them, but what we haven't explored are uh, the questions of why we should stand against these particular things. And of course, Solomon, he takes, you know, like such a hard line on resisting these lusting, you know, appeals. And without the slightest hesitation, you know, these wise men or Solomon specifically set forth the truth in which why people need to consider these things. Now, first he recognized that Temptation is is like a precious thing. Like we hold true to it. It makes us feel good. It gives you that adrenaline, but it's still something that you should not do. And what you need to do, of course, we know that prayer is key, right? Keeping you aligned, knowing the word, um, knowing that God frowns upon it. And also the idea that we know that it causes case chaos. You know, there's a loss of character. There's a loss of self-respect. There's a loss of others' respect. There's a loss of family. And there's a loss of your just your Christian testimony in general. And of course, inadvertently, there's a loss of joy and peace. So when you follow through on temptation, these are six things that are things that can be presented and can completely turn your world upside down in just following through on that particular temptation. Right. I mean, we, we all would be, are going to be tempted. Mm-hmm. We are, are human beings and we, it's one of the, our characteristics is that we are filled with lust or right. we have some aspect of us that are lustful, right. but the whole point is to try and avoid it. And, 
And there's a couple of ways that the author tells us that we can, we can, a couple of things that we can use or the tools that we can use mm-hmm. to avoid temptation or combat temptation. And one is to stay away from your tempter, right? right? <laughs> like, if you know that there are people out there who are going to entice you into doing something that's wrong. And when you don't even have to talk, just talk about lust. It could be anything that goes against your like moral compass or your moral consciousness or the Bible. And they're tempting you to do it. You just stay away from them, right? Like, it's like, this is not what I'm interested in doing. So you kind of put some distance between you and your tempter. Or if there's someone who's pursuing you that you're not interested in or, or who's trying to pull you away from your family or what your responsibilities or whatever is important to you with, with the idea of sex, you got to stay away from them, right? Especially if you're not interested in it, especially if it's a, coming from a place of lust and not love, right. it's not coming from a place of building a relationship, stay away from them. Another thing you can do is to recognize when someone is spitting game to you, right? Like I say that, but you know, Solomon calls this the smooth tongue, but really it's spitting game. It's telling you all the things that you want to hear. It's deceitful flattery. Like we talked about before, these are the things that you should recognize immediately as you hear it. Like there's, there's no, there's no truth or authenticity to what someone is saying. They're just using these words as a means to an end. Another thing is that you can refuse your desire. (laughs) This is really, this is difficult, right? Mm -hmm. It's difficult at times, but I think once you build up your tolerance to resist your desires, you grow stronger. Philly has shared that a way that you can do is focusing on the word. If you're reading the Bible and staying prayerful and staying in communication with God, God will help you. God will guide you. You will read, when you read the word, you're less likely to fall into lust because you're kind of like, um, this doesn't align with what I'm reading. I'm I'm renewing my spiritual mind. I'm I'm trying to focus. Yeah. The Holy spirit convicts you. So staying in the word is a good way. Don't read Psalms, uh, Psalms of Solomon though. (laughs) (laughs) Cause it will sway you. (laughs) Um, right. And another one is uh, uh, avoid the alluring looks or the eyes. Like, you mm. know, you talk about like the eyelashes, right? Or, or the nice <laughs> smile. If the person, lustful temptation, you fall for someone who's attractive, right? So you're, you're focused on the outwardly appearance. Mm-hmm. Something that you should think about is the character of the person, right? Like if it doesn't match, you kind of fall out, right? Like, right. you know, some people say that they may be like a sapiosexual, right? Like they're attracted to someone's intelligence. Right. These are the things that you should look for outside of appearance. Now, you know, attraction is good. It's good. <laughs> but <laughs> when you're trying to resist temptation, when you know someone is not good for you or a situation is not good for you, and I'm, I'm solely speaking when you know that this is not the situation that you want to be in mm-hmm. or it's against your family, your moral code, your moral compass, whatever the situation is. I'm not talking about courtship. Right. <laughs> I'm talking about this is wrong and you know it. We are all adults and we're smart enough to know what's right and what's wrong. What you need to do is not be swayed by the looks. Focus beyond the looks. What does this mean? What are the consequences? If someone looks good, you can acknowledge that the person looks good, but mm-hmm. say what's next. There's lots of people that look good. I look good. Beyonce looks good. I look good. <laughs> Beyonce looks good. <laughs> I love this. I love it. I love it. You know, I mean, there are particular scriptures that helps, you know, to keep the person who is not aligned with God when it comes to that temptation. This will actually help them along. And what I notice in this is that, you know, when it comes to, you know, temptation, 
This is things that these are these are the things that when people are tempted, they have to know to continue to renew their mind. But because with temptation comes actions, and those actions follow through on the things that are not, um, I guess, that are not pleasing to God. So it's really important to stay in line with prayer, stay in line with the word, stay in line with the things that God, you know, actually says in the Bible, those are the things, because if you need to call on him, you know, temptation is something that, you know, it satisfies the soul immediately. Those are like immediate gratifications, but we understand what immediate gratifications comes also with consequences, right? Because you're not physically thinking it through. And like, you know, when we look at the things that become destroyed, when you think of destroying communities, destroying um, families, then that immediate gratification now become so insignificant because think about the consequences of of those temptations and what it can actually do the breakdown that it can actually cause right right i mean that again the temptations are there but the consequences on following through are long lasting right. like philia said right it's it's very temporary like right. the gratification that you're getting is short lived but let's say you lose your family like how well, like, are you going to say it was worth it to lose your family? Absolutely right, not. Right. Is it worth it to lose your career? Right. Absolutely not. W- worth it to lose your home, your 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 respect, your your position. Think about like politicians who had to leave office because they fell into their mm-hmm. lustful temptations. And we live in New York, so you know there's some that's immediate. <laughs> Andrew Cuomo, <laughs> Anthony Weiner. I mean, these are examples that we've already seen right. that it can be cause huge destruction in your career, your right. reputation, your family. Like these are not consequences you want to live with. Yeah. I mean, Less, yes, as Christian, God saves us, God redeems us, but there's very real worldly consequences for falling into temptation. And on top of the worldly consequences, there's also generational damage. Because if you're destroying your home, that passes down to your children. Right. And think about your child who thinks that this is acceptable or this is the way to go, or these are the things that, you know, the saying like, all men cheat, right? Like to have that idea to teach your child that all men cheat means that you're telling your your man child that it's okay to do it. And you're telling your woman child, your female child, that it's okay to accept it. it. Is that the message you want to pass around? Mm -hmm. I think not. Mm, Definitely not. And I think that that is the culture. I think what happens is that we start thinking of the that we make things that are the norm, the norm, yeah. you know, and we have to realize that one, they're not acceptable Two, they're definitely not pleasing to God. And three, he gives us instructions, specific instructions to work against those things, yeah. you know, because you know, temptation comes completely from the devil. However, God gives us choice and he made us that way. So we can decide if we want to follow him or not. Right. So in making a choice, you know, when Holy Spirit is in the room, you got that good angel on the right hand shoulder saying, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. And the other one saying, but why not? What's the problem? This is going to be good. It's fun. It's only a little harm, you know, and (laughs) that little harm becomes bigger things that sometimes you cannot come back from. So, you know, temptation. I mean, look at what happened. Why we are where we are. Temptation with the apple, right? Yeah. Eve tempting her husband, and God said specifically not to eat from the fruit of knowledge, right? Or the the 
Yes. And not to eat the fruit from the tree of knowledge. And yet still it was like, well, what's the problem? Why can't we eat this? Why, what does he want us to know? And you already know why we even die today. Why we have sin today comes from that specific choice that was made from the first two human beings on earth. So choice is key. Choices matter. <laughs> and I think the choice that you need to make today uh-huh. is to make sure that you keep yourself away from lustful temptations, yes. right? They're going to be there, but you need to put distance so that you don't fall prey to the desires. If you keep it in your face, you're probably going to fall. So, you know, <laughs> sometimes you just got to tell people, no, like I'm not going to go to the club because <laughs> I don't want anybody, you know, I don't want it to be step back. He's taking dancing kind of close. I feel a little coming through <laughs> from you, right? You know exactly. that song. I so do. if you know that you're tempted in the club, don't go to the club. Mm-hmm. If you're not tempted in the club, then okay, then go, go ahead. Right? Go yeah. Enjoy yourself. But yes. you have to know yourself and right. you have to know your limits right. and you have to create boundaries. Boundaries, key. Boundaries to make sure that you're not falling in temptation. Yes. I mean, I think we can talk a lot about this. I know, and, there's and, so much to say. <laughs> I think we should save it for the live because I feel like there's a lot of personal things that <laughs> that, that we want to share, but I think that's, right. that's more of a conversation for the live Absolutely. when we get to connect with you. So stay tuned for announcements and closing prayer. Thank you for tuning into our podcast today as we discuss the importance of fighting against lustful temptation. We hope you enjoy the discussion. And before we wrap, we have a few announcements and then we would like to close in prayer. First, we would like to announce that we will be back next week with another podcast episode in this season of Unlocking Wisdom Through the Book of Proverbs. We will also be hosting our next Wisdom Wednesday live on YouTube tonight, August 23rd at 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern time on our YouTube channel, Treading Faith. Treading Faith is also our Instagram handle, so follow our IG page to keep current on what's happening with Treading Faith. Our podcast is available on Apple, Spotify, Google, our website, treadingfaith.captivate.fm, and where other podcasts are found. You can subscribe and share with your friends, family, colleagues, and neighbors alike. Don't forget to add a note to your faith box or jar this week. The faith box, what I'm calling God's good gifts, is a box or jar where we keep our weekly accomplishments, reminders, testimonies, or other good news. At the end of the year, we will review the contents of this box or jar to remind ourselves and have insight into God's presence in our life year round. It's okay if you're not consistent weekly and it's never too late to start. Nothing is too big or too small to include. This is something personal just for you. Lastly, we have a special announcement this week. This Saturday, August 26th, we are doing an impromptu meetup at Shirley Chisholm State Park in Canarsie, Brooklyn. We will meet up at 9.45 a.m. at the Pennside entrance at 1750 Pennsylvania Avenue or 1750 Granville Payne Avenue in Brooklyn, New York. And we will begin our hike together at 10 a.m. You're welcome to hang around and picnic or take the hike with us. We hope you can join us. We would love to share this experience with you. For any questions, please email treadingfaith at gmail.com. Now, let's join together in prayer. 
We believe in the power of prayer and specifically praying the text of the Bible because according to Isaiah 55, 11, God's word will not come back void. And because we also believe our prayers are strengthened in number, we ask that you come into agreement with us for this prayer. Lord, Father, God, we honor you. We bless your holy name. We give thanks to your goodness. We give thanks to your presence. According to Matthew 18, 20, when two or more more are gathered in your name, you are present. We welcome your presence, not just now, but continually and daily in our lives. Father God, we know that we may struggle with lustful desires, but we know your grace is sufficient. We know that you can help us overcome all things. We know we can take our problems, our sins, our temptations to you. And Father God, you will help us. Matthew 26, 41 warns us that we should watch and pray to not enter into temptation because the spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Father God, strengthen our resolve to overcome the temptations of the flesh. Father, let the Spirit, let the Holy Spirit minister to us daily to help remind us that we should find satisfaction from you first, oh God, and not fall into the lustful temptations that can bring destruction. 1 Corinthians 10, 13 says, no temptation has overtaken you that is not common to man. God is faithful and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. But with the temptation, he will also provide the way of escape that you may be able to endure it. We thank you, Father, that you will always provide a way out. Even if the way out is just for us to say no, Father God, we thank you that you will not put anything on us that is beyond our ability. Every temptation, every stripe, we can handle through your grace. Ephesians 6.11 says, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. Oh, Father God, we put on the armor of God so that we can resist temptation, that we are covered in the knowledge in your word, that we are covered in your glory, oh, Father God, that our minds will be focused on you and your word so that we may not fall into the path of lustful temptation. James 4, 7 says, submit yourselves to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Father God, we thank, we are thankful that by submission to you and resisting the devil, he will flee. We can say no. We can say, get thee behind me, Satan, and he will flee. Oh, Father, there is no temptation that others haven't fallen into. But there are so many who have overcome. Let us use them as examples. Let us use their story, their wise words, their testimonies to help us to have strength and resolve to overcome these temptations. James 1, 2 to 4 says, Count it all joy, my brothers and sisters, that when you meet trials of various kinds, for you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness and steadfastness have its full effect that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. Father, we thank you for the trials. Even though when we're going through it, we may be groaning. We may say, why me? We may even ask if you have forsaken us. But Father God, we know that these trials produces steadfastness. We know that this helps us be perfect and complete if we overcome. 
Finally, James 1.12 says, Blessed is the man who remains steadfast under trial, for when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life, which God has promised to those who love him. Father God, we are working individually and as a community to resist temptation to be bold with the armor of God on, to be able to resist the devil, to tell evil to flee and to overcome. Father, under these trials and tribulations, we are thankful for that. We know you will not leave us or forsake us, that you will be by our side. And that when we are steadfast in our faith, when we are steadfast, in our objection to temptation, when we are steadfast in holding on to your mercy and glory to overcome, we will receive the crown of life because this is your promise. In Matthew 18, 19, it says, if at least two of us on earth agree about anything we ask, it will be done for us by our Father in heaven. So we come into agreement as a group and we say, amen, 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 in Jesus' name, amen. We thank you for tuning in today. We love you. We hope to see you at the park. And if not, we hope to see you on the live or next week. We love you. Bye.